Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. My name is Joelle and I'm the Vibrarian and I'd like to welcome you to this edition of Pages in Stages, an auditory experience. Now, the concept for this show is that I love a good book and there is something about the old-fashioned story time, reading a book, sometimes hearing it out loud, that I think is really special. And so what I would like to do is bring you different stories read by myself and others, authors reading their original works, people sharing favorite stories or poems, things of that nature here on a regular basis. For the stories that will be read each week, will bring us a new chapter and the adventures as it unfolds before us and through the pages. So I'm really excited for you to join me. As I said, my name is Joelle, and you can find me and the people that I gather together. I like to call us the Good Vibe Tribe. You know, your vibe attracts your tribe, and we're all here to elevate, enlighten, empower, and uplift each other. So you can find my community of like-minded people gathered um, under at the vibrarian. Now, that is T-H-E-V-I-B-E, as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, if you see something that's uplifting, that's exciting news to share, that's a happy little meme or a funny joke or a helpful tip or trick, please do tag me. You can also tag the Good Vibe Tribe and let me know because I would like to pass on that information to make sure that we're spreading the happy feelings as far and as wide as possible. So each uh, week there are a variety of shows that I've brought to you through the Vibrary Radio Network here on Blog Talk Radio. On Tuesdays, it's the Psychic Inside Show. And um, every Tuesday we gather and I get to interview various people about their journey discovering their psychic gifts and abilities. I've had some amazing people on this show over the last several months, and you can find the archive of the the episodes and the interviews on the Vibrary YouTube channel. That's a V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. You can find all the interviews with the clairvoyance, medium, psychics, people from as far away as Ireland and as close as the backyard here in Atlanta. And um, it's just been quite amazing hearing the many ways that people's gifts have manifested for them and what their lives have looked like. I've uh, been really honored to have some awesome people on the show. And on Thursdays is the Vibrarian Talk Show, and it's kind of like a cross between the X-Files and Indiana Jones and the Adventure, you know, the Crusaders of the Last Ark. It's an adventure where I look at any topic that you want to talk about. We've talked about everything from astral projection to chakras to channeling and divination and mysterious places and mysteries around the world. So you never know what the conversation is going to be. That's usually on Thursday evenings. All of these are on the Blog Talk Radio Network under the Vibrary. You can also find us on iTunes. So without further ado, I wanted to share with you the first book that I'm going to be reading for Pages and Stages is a book titled 
The Turnaround Time by Liz Grauman Nolan. Now, I read this book a little over a year ago, and for a long, quite a while I was referring people to it left and right. Then all of a sudden I noticed that it was out of print, and I looked for copies of it, couldn't find it, and I said to myself, that's such a shame that this book is not no longer available. So luckily I still had it uh, downloaded to my Kindle. It makes me wish I would have ordered the print book. <laughs> um, you know, I'm still somewhat of a loyalist to the print book, but I can't beat the ease of a Kindle in terms of being able to take books with you on the go. So anyway, this turnaround time, I had it on my Kindle, so what I wanted to do was to share this story just in reading it so that hopefully someone else will be able to hear it uh, because I do think it's such a shame that it is out of print and it really touched me at various times as I was reading it. Now the author, this is the story that she shares of basically her twin flame journey connecting with her divine other counterpart of her soul and she talks about coming from the time of Atlantis up until the present day in the story that she tells. And so I found it quite interesting. And what I'll do is just read for for a while this evening. I don't know if we'll get through a couple chapters. And um, if anyone is listening on the show line, which is 646-668-8988, you can just press 1 if you want to come on after the show for any kind of discussion. And I'll just be reading from week to week. Um, from the time that I start, I'll definitely let you know when I'm just reading. And it's going to be delivered exactly as it is printed on the pages of this book. Um, I'm not a vocal artist <laughs> or actor, if you will. I'm just sharing with you a story that I enjoyed from my personal collection. So without further ado this evening, thank you for joining me for Pages in Stages. This is The Turnaround Time by Liz Grauman Nolan. With the exception of myself, my husband, and my three daughters, everyone else mentioned in this book are composites. Copyright 2017, Liz Grauman Nolan. Dedicated to the three lights in my life, Melanie, Hannah, Katrina, and my love, Vijay, Vince. Acknowledgements. A deep heartfelt thank you to my editor, Grace, whose clarity, insight, discipline, and spirit became wings for me in writing our story. Thank you to my daughter, Hannah, illustrator and other editor, whose wisdom and tireless dedication, inspiration, wisdom, and artistic genius are infinitely astounding and became part of our story as I wrote it. And to my other daughters, Melanie and Katrina, your encouragement and belief in me was inspiring in every way. I love the three of you with all my heart. Thank you to my best friend and wonderful soul sister, Donna. Without our countless priceless loving conversations, I could not have written this book. Thank you to my physical parents, my mother on earth and father in heaven, 
for providing me with endless love and support all of my earthly life, role modeling the qualities of unconditional love while making it seem effortlessly effortlessly natural. And lastly, thank you to my beautiful husband, Vince, my one and only true love and twin soul, without whom there would be no story. Introduction As you travel through time and the pages ahead, feel free to interpret our story to be fact, memory, metaphor, or fantasy. It is not necessary to believe our story to receive the messages that can initiate deep healing of the rupture and imbalance between the masculine and the feminine that plagues the hearts and souls of many. It is my hope that in reading the turnaround time, you can begin your own journey towards a soul-driven life filled with joy and love in a time of great awakening on the planet. While our story is about a heterosexual relationship, the references to men and women, yang, yin, or the masculine and the feminine, do not mean this book is only for heterosexual individuals. This book is about the masculine and the feminine energies healing within each person and on the planet, regardless of sexual preference or the gender of the body. Twin flames is a common and popular term for what is referred to in the turnaround time as twin souls, often termed twins in the book, and is used to describe the two halves of one soul, the passionate eternal connection between twin souls in union is referred to as twin flame mergence. Please note that the term, the dark ones, is used to describe beings who lack self-love and is not a reference to race or skin color. Story travels through many time periods and dimensions and is not told in order. At first, I wanted to rearrange it in perfect chronological order, yet it became apparent that to transmit it in complete authenticity, I needed to tell it as I remembered and received it. Ironically, in writing the turnaround time exactly as it was revealed to me, I learned that time is not linear anyway. That being said, it is my great pleasure to share our story. Our story, Chapter One The Final Conversation. At me, and he said, I have to leave. Why? I don't understand. You are not safe as long as I am with you. No, my love, I am not safe when you are not with me. I am always with you in here. And he placed his finger on my chest while avoiding my eyes. I turned away. No, that's enough. No, I don't want to hear this. 
Listen to me. Look at me. He grabbed my arms, pulling my face close to his. In a loud whisper, he said, These people are out to ruin everything. They don't care. They will destroy everything. Human civilization is at risk. I have to stop this. I cannot sit here and watch what is happening. You and the children are not safe. No one is safe. He looked down. He seemed so distant. Despite his conviction that we were not safe, I felt him leaving was wrong. All that mattered was the mission which consumed him. His mind was made up. Nothing I said made a difference. That was the final conversation with my love before he went off to fight the dark ones. While he was gone, there was an eerie quiet in the house. The children and I kept busy with our home and gardens. Every morning, I watched the sunrise through the wall-sized arch window of our dome home on the mountaintop, nestled in between the many mountains and the sea. These round-roofed homes were what many of us lived in because they utilized the sun's energy to light and heat the homes naturally. Watching the sunrise, I was reminded of the deep, eternal love between my love and I. Our love was not only warm and loving, it was erotic, passionate, and even otherworldly. I pushed the feelings of betrayal and the final conversation out of my mind. I was determined to focus on the positive. I told myself he would return soon. My love and I had our stunning home built by his workmen. It was our special castle filled with the crafts our children made. Our decor was a mix of soft pastel colors, warm earth tones, and unique artisan crafts and paintings made by the finest designers and artists in the village. My love was a builder, and he had developed many of these dome homes for our friends and family. Our home was so unique that people would visit just to see the spectacular architecture, fountains, and picturesque gardens on our property. We lived in the hills, which was the most beautiful place to live in Atlantis. The views were breathtaking. In the center of our multi-level dome home was an interior garden. This secret garden was fully secluded and protected from the elements. It could not be seen from the outside world. We grew much of our food there. The roof was made of glass with large skylights that opened to allow direct sunlight and fresh air into the garden. Often, we would lay in there looking up at the moon and the stars. My love spent most of his time there sitting on a rocking bench made of our own wood while he would think or study. He liked the privacy. I preferred our outdoor garden, but he insisted it was best that no one knew what we were doing, so we spent much of our time inside. This was his way of keeping us safe. I can admit that I was irritated by his relentless need to keep us safe. We had to live with so much caution that I asked myself at times if he was not well mentally to be so concerned. 
I felt we were naturally protected by the force field of light and the great love between us. I believed in the inner goodness in people and life. He did not. Or maybe it was just that he knew far more than I did about what was going on in the embassy. I knew things were bad in the embassy. Many of us talked about this openly. But my love spent so much of his time promoting dome homes among embassy members that I figured things were okay. Yet, he was growing more irritable by the moment. I did not know he was doing this so he could gain knowledge about what was going on inside the embassy. Being there was breaking his spirit. But he never spoke about this. He just went on as if everything was fine and there was no other choice. At one point, he was invited to join the embassy, which was unheard of. Most of the embassy members were there because of their ancestry, though truthfully none of us knew how they were actually chosen. My love was a man of the sun, born to the family of light that led Atlantis long before the embassy takeover that displaced the natural order of things. My love felt an ongoing duty to protect humanity and his lineage. To join the embassy went against everything he stood for. So when my love told me he was considering accepting a position there, I was stunned. Why would you do that, I asked him. He looked at me with a blank look. I asked him, why are you angry all the time? And he would say, I am not angry. Yes, you are. No, I am not. What is wrong with you? Nothing is wrong with me. Did I do something to upset you? Why is everything always about you, he asked me with an angry look. That was painful. I felt punished for wanting to know what was wrong. To avoid conflict, I began to shut my inner feelings down that told me something was wrong. His adamant refusal to discuss his feelings infuriated me. I can admit now I was unwilling to actually hear the truth had he told me how he truly felt. Having been sheltered much of my life, the truth scared me and he knew this. I understand now that twin souls reflect each other perfectly and my refusal to hear the truth blocked him from expressing it. Shutting down my feelings caused me to feel tired and depressed. My love retreated and began to fear I no longer loved him. But he never told me this. He never once asked what was bothering me. I feared he did not care. He had closed his heart in order to walk among the dark ones. He suppressed his true nature, most of his feelings, and his own lineage as a man of the sun. This was the beginning of his acting more defensively in an attempt to protect himself to be able to separate from me to do the mission. On top of this, he also had to fend off my anger. For the first time ever, I questioned whether our relationship was right. Our many conversations leading up to the final conversation were redundant and painful. The arguments were constant, as were the long periods of silence that following them. The times of joy and love were vanishing, and I began to forget how wonderful things once were between us. Our Love Story 
My love was always supportive of my work as a lineage healer. I inherited my abilities from the divine order of the feminine, which was passed down through the women in my family. Therefore, it was always a part of who I was and not an acquired skill. Because I was a lineage healer, I was highly sought after, but I had no thoughts of grandeur about myself. In fact, I spent much of my time in the village helping the sick and needy. Sometimes I would bring our children and pets with me. Despite being overprotected as a child, when I was actually forbidden to be alone in the village at all, I had now become quite comfortable even in the darker parts of the town. My love would smile at me when I would go down to the village to help the citizens. I will wait for you here. Be very careful. He expressed great confidence in me, and it would inspire me to work harder to help the villagers. I did not know that he would secretly follow me to make sure I was safe. He knew I would not like that. But he knew more about the dangerous things that were going on, which were, so to speak, under the radar for most people. It was actually in the village that I had met my love several years earlier. His mother was quite ill, and I was asked to assist. My calling to a person in need of healing was referred to as assisting because it was understood that, as healers, we were assisting our spiritual guides and the force field of light from the supreme creator of love, light, and life on the planet. Many healers like to take credit for the healing as if it came from them personally, but lineage healers never did such a thing. We always knew we were simply assistants. Many healing requests came in the dream time. Others came through my inner knowing and feeling. I was rarely summoned for a healing directly. Lineage healers worked mainly through feelings, intuition, guidance, and dream time requests. It was a warm and sunny day when I first met my love in the physical world. He had come to me in the dream time to tell me that his mother, the teacher from the nursery, was ill. I awakened that day instantly knowing this despite not remembering the dream or my love. I knew I had to get to her right away. I began frantically running to the nursery. The teacher was very important to me and our entire community, for she was the creator of the nursery, the most wonderful school for children of all ages. It was an enchanted and magical place where children were able to learn how to be both artistic, both with and within nature. Children were taught to listen to their intuition and feelings. Emotional intelligence was more important than the traditional schooling of the times. The main language taught at the nursery was of love and feelings. The nursery was my favorite school in the village because it allowed children to develop their creativity while not disturbing nature and, in fact, incorporating it. Everything in the nursery was made from scratch or with ingredients found only in nature. There were little bungalows all throughout the school made from clusters of trees. They were my favorites. The birds, small animals, nature spirits, and fairies were just as important as the children who attended the school. The teacher had come to be my dear friend after once being my own teacher when I attended the nursery as a young girl. Growing up, I spent much time around her. 
days with her were my fondest memories and included play, laughter, and mystical exploration. As I grew, I assisted the children there as well as the plants, trees, animals, and fairies. After my love and I eventually united and had our own family, our four daughters spent a lot of time there. The Blast I was used to following the pole that would lead me to different locations for assisting, but the pull to the nursery now is much stronger and felt like a force greater than life. I did not know this was from the soul call of my love, my twin soul, the other half of our one soul, drawing me to him, creating an ir irresistible magnetic pull that I later came to feel many times. This was the day the teacher had fallen ill with a viral condition, one where the central nervous system attacked itself and caused mental confusion as well as debilitating physical pain in the spine. This condition was found with increasing frequency in the people of the land. It was said that it came from eating meat from animals that were fed and treated harshly because of the embassy's unnatural methods of mass-producing animals to create meat. This kind of meat-eating was introduced to control people by densifying, diminishing, and weakening their energy fields, making their energy fields less radiant. The energy field surrounding the physical body was held in place by the force field of light from the Supreme Creator. The brightness and size of the energy field would determine a person's ability to shine. It would also reflect one's capacity to connect to one's own body, mind, emotions, spirit, and especially one's inner knowing. A person's physical health and state of their heart and mind was directly reflected in their energy field. As a lineage healer, I focused on healing the energy field of those I assisted. Eating meat from mistreated animals, which was a relatively new development in the land, caused immense energy field disruption and illness. Once my love and I united, we never practiced any meat eating, even though it had become commonplace for many. I remember wondering when things would go back to the good old days of eating mainly fruits and vegetables. Entering the nursery, I discovered the teacher lying still on the ground. I felt scared that I might have arrived too late. I kneeled next to her, preparing myself to assist by putting my palms up to the sun to infuse them with the force field of light. But just before placing my hands upon her, I was struck with an emotional pain in my chest, which was so agonizing that I could not conduct the healing ceremony. The room started spinning, and without warning, I fell to the ground. I did not know that I was actually experiencing pain deep in my soul from the initial split from my love, the same pain I would one day feel in despair about the eventual devastating loss of him. I was feeling the future pain of what would become of our beautiful love, land, and life. I could even sense the inevitable destruction of mankind and all of nature. I felt this all in an instant right then and there, as if time was no longer relevant and without really understanding any of it. These moments of complete truth 
known as a blast, are when all linear time and dimension are lost. Everything, past, present, and future, is experienced at once. Blasts were common among lineage healers and catalyzed in the presence of the twin soul. I did not know that my love had entered the nursery, but in feeling his presence through my own energy field, I was triggered into an uncontrollable emotional response and a full-blown blast. Although he was the son of the teacher I knew well, I had not ever personally met him. He was away sailing for many years throughout his teen years. Upon falling to the ground, I was taken from my body. I say taken because to this day I remember being carried. I was lifted. I desperately wanted to return to my physical body knowing the teacher needed my help. But no matter how hard I tried, I could not get back to her. I then had a poignant conversation that I will never forget, although it is not something I remembered when I woke up, at least not right away. The Gateway to Heaven I was standing under the golden arch, which was composed of immense, radiant, multicolored crystals. The scenery before me was so beautiful, I can only call it heaven. Standing in the gateway to heaven, I was looking at miles of outstretched natural landscape, rainbows, trees, flowers, paths, fields, ponds, waterfalls, and mountains. White doves were everywhere. Struck by her beauty and loving presence, I instantly recognized my guide as she approached me from the horizon, at first as an outline of clear light in the shape of an angel, but then becoming more human-like as she got closer. She looked at me in the familiar way that I had come to know, a look that telegraphed love and kindness. I had spent much time with her in the dream time under the golden arch where no words were ever spoken. She spoke only through her mind, and I would clearly hear her in mine. You are okay. You fainted. You are not well right now physically, but that will pass. We are repairing your energy field. You had a negative reaction to the electromagnetic shifts in the village because of the influence of the dark ones. The dark presence on the planet is growing. This magnified the blast triggered by the physical presence of your twin soul. Because of the veil of forgetfulness that currently separates the unseen world from the physical world, you will awaken with no immediate memory of this conversation. Rather, this will stay dormant within your soul until the right time. It will then be revealed to you little by little as the veil lifts. This will be triggered through the timer in your soul over many lifetimes. In the meantime, this conversation will guide you silently from within. Remember that you are never alone. Everything will be revealed at the right time. The teacher is the mother of your twin soul. The time has come to meet him in the physical world. You will not recognize him at first. 
His mother will be completely well when you awaken. We are taking care of that now. Your twin is a man of great honor and wisdom. He is a fighter and a cross warrior. It is time for him to come forward. As a cross warrior, he will walk between both worlds, that of the light and that of the dark, knowing the only way to help the light is to be inside the dark. Know your enemies is a favorite phrase of his. The downside is that he will forget his true purpose and believe he is truly part of this dark world. Becoming one of them is his greatest fear, and the dark ones know this, which is how they eventually confuse him into thinking he is one of them. You will be a constant reminder to him of who he really is as a man of the sun just by your presence. This will present another problem. He will become so afraid that he actually is a dark one that he will not want to see himself mirrored within you. He may resist unifying with you for this reason, for only truth is revealed between twin souls when their energy fields merge. This is called the twin flame mergence and will magnify what each twin truly feels. Your twin will fear you will see the darkness he feels is now within him. He will also fear this darkness will harm you. This battle within him will be felt for many lifetimes. When he resists you, you will not understand and become angry and resentful. His true desire to expose the dark ones, the real purpose of a cross warrior, will be his focus, his obsession, and his mission but this will compromise your relationship. He will feel distant to you, and you will fear that you are not important to him. His avoidant behavior together with tricks by the dark ones will cause you to believe his greatest fear, that he is a dark one after all, and then you will then want to run from him. This will present great problems for you both. I will be with you through all of this. In the turnaround time, you both will have the choice to heal all this. Your story of separation and reunification will inspire others to remember their own stories and that each and every person has a twin soul out there somewhere. You will tell this story in the future when you have returned to yourself as a lineage healer. When this conversation is remembered, written, and told, your twin will remember who he is too and return to himself as a man of the sun. This will forever change the course of history, for as twin souls reunify, the planet will heal and humanity will be restored through this great love. Suffice it to say that these revelations and lessons will help spread from you like wildfire in helping others to heal their core male and female divisions and feel the inner longing for their other halves and move towards them. All twin souls have timers within them that creates an invisible guiding force towards each other. Your twin soul healing journey will require complete forgiveness unconditional love and acceptance of your twin. This great love will help him heal and bring him back to you. But to find himself, he will need to learn that the fight is not more important than love. 
Your twins' concern with keeping you and the children safe at a time of increasing darkness in Atlantis will have him stunted for long periods and in many lifetimes until the turnaround time where he can choose to be himself fully without bringing harm to you, his family, or himself. That time will coincide with the writing of this story. Your complete memory of this conversation and many more to come will inspire teachings you will share with others. In this life and others, you will spend long times apart from your twin soul. During these separations, you will forget that you are one. However, the timer in your soul will guide you back to each other. Trust that. During the time in the future when women will have taken over the roles of both men and women while dismissing the need for a man altogether will be a low point in civilization. It will appear as if men are the only dark ones, but that is because women will be very successful at hiding their own darkness through their justification as victims of the patriarchal system created by the dark ones in Atlantis. In the turnaround time, both men and women will have to love and forgive themselves and one another and stand as equals. Your memory of what happened to cause the initial split between you and your twin soul, healing your emotions, and helping others to do the same is how we are asking you to assist in the turnaround time. Remember... All problems on the planet are caused by the imbalance between the masculine and the feminine, originating and exemplified through the separation between twin souls. The feminine will need to yield, forgive, love the masculine, and open to receive him, while gently allow the masculine to be himself again, while she becomes herself again standing beside him. Every man will need to face the fear that he is not enough for his woman and allow her to step up and become an equal partner. My guide's loving smile was the last thing I saw before waking up in the nursery. My love, unknown to me then, sat next to the teacher, both of them staring at me anxiously. She had a cool cloth on my forehead and he had an arm around her. He looked familiar. We smiled at each other, and for a moment, I saw a cord of light between us. I remembered seeing the cord once before as a young girl during an impending storm. There was a boy I called the Purple Boy near my favorite waterfall. (coughs) Excuse me. We smiled at each other, and for a moment, I saw a cord of light between us. I remembered seeing the cord once before as a young girl during an impending storm. There was a boy I called the Purple Boy near my favorite waterfall. It was some time later when my love came to see me again. His mother was well now, although I had no memory then of how my guide healed her. He was in the area selling dome homes and recognized me from that day in the nursery. It is only the power of a timer moment that could cause my reaction when I saw him this time. Immobilized, I felt lost looking into his eyes as time stood still. It felt as if everything in my life led up to this moment. 
suddenly everything made sense. Unaware that I was ever even broken, I now felt healed. Every painful experience in my life was erased. Standing there, I knew without a shadow of doubt this was my twin soul, just as my loving angels once predicted. I do not know exactly when we made love for the first time because every time felt like the first time. We were lost again and again in each other's arms. Heat was always running through my body every time I saw him. We could not separate even for a moment. We made love day and night, forgetting time and neglecting our normal duties. Love making with him led to more remembering of who we were to one another. Lost in euphoria, waves of emotions moved through us. Other times, the pain from the initial split between us awakened and we quarreled until surrendering to the pain of separation from each other when our one soul became two in the beginning of our life on earth. Unifying with my love, my own masculine half and twin soul helped me to become more feminine. I felt softer, yet more powerful and clear. I was also happier. Taking his light and love into my body opened me completely. My abilities as a healer heightened and I could bring in higher truths, love, and healing energy with ease. My love would so enjoy our time together, although even then he was growing increasingly uneasy with his dome home project. He knew the embassy would get involved and eventually he would have to spend time away from me as his time became their time. So full of bliss and love, this terrified me. I never wanted to be apart from him, and so I I would ignore what he was telling me. As a child, my parents protected me from the darkness in the land, and I had grown accustomed to ignoring what was happening. I did not realize then that the blast I had when I was directly exposed to my love in the nursery foreshadowed our separation. Deep in my heart, I did remember, and my own refusal to fully feel my own fear of our separation eventually encouraged the separation to manifest. I did not know that the denial of fear actually attracts and creates it. I played a role here in suppressing my love's fear in order not to feel my own. I could not listen to him telling me what was happening in the embassy, and he felt unsupported by me as the loss of his own feminine side, rendering him even more helpless. The gap between us was growing. Nonetheless, despite all of this, our loving moments far outnumbered the more difficult ones, and we eventually united fully in Atlantis and had four beautiful daughters. The youngest daughter was just a baby when my love left after the final conversation. After he left. Every day felt longer and longer. I had not heard from my love. He refused to tell me where he was going. He knew it would be impossible for me to lie if anyone asked where he went. This would put our safety at risk. The entire community, including our own children, thought that he had abandoned us. 
so much time went by that I started to wonder if maybe he actually had. Something felt horribly wrong. I could not feel him. I had only my inner feelings to rely on, and when I tuned into him, I felt nothing. I had always been able to feel him. Not feeling him, I felt lost. I hated that feeling, so I would opt for anger. I found myself angry all the time. Anger became my friend. It protected my aching heart. I even began to confuse anger with feeling better. I would go in and out of rage. I wanted to look for him, but reluctantly honored his request that I not for a while. How could this man I love cut me off this way and stop me from even trying to be with him? Ignoring my inner calling, I was shutting down the pull towards him because I was abiding by his wishes. I was not listening to myself because I was afraid he would be angry with me. Things in the embassy were getting worse. There was talk of an overthrow by rebels. There were rumors that the embassy was deliberately creating abnormal weather patterns. We stopped eating even the natural food in the village because it was now chemically altered. I was so glad that I had our secret garden where we grew our own food. My love had insisted on this, and now I realized he was right. Despite the unrest all around, I refrained from consulting my guide about the state of things because I was too scared to hear the truth. My guide would never give me information I did not truly want. She always honored my free will. And being in this much fear and anger closed me off to her guidance anyway. My love had always been focused on the land and I was focused on the people. But with him gone, I needed to both, to do both. I asked myself, if he never returns, how will I care for the children? I was torn. I could not decide whether to consult my guide about the state of the embassy and risk hearing things that scared me or to try and find my love. Suppressing my feelings and being in separation from my love was causing mental confusion for me now. My energy field was shrunken and weak. I had a haunting feeling he was involved with the rebels. I asked myself the exact question he feared. Is he a dark one now? I agonized over this. Weeks went by and there was still no word from my love. I began to feel ill. I guess it hit me all of a sudden because honestly I had not noticed my energy field diminishing or that anything was even slightly wrong with my health. I got used to doing everything. My anger fueled me. Yet I suddenly grew so frail that I was not even able to assist the first daughter began running things at home while the second daughter cared for the youngest daughter. I went into a very dark period. The lights went out for me. When I woke up now, I saw no sun, even when it was there. I was numb. Sometimes I did not wake up at all. The garden overgrew. Nights and days blended together. The third daughter was now doing most of the assisting in the village in my place. She came to me one day and said, Mother, today when I was in the village, I heard the townsmen talking about the rebels and that many had been taken to the dark island. 
The third daughter had the gift of psychic hearing and could hear even the quietest of conversations far away from her. <laughs> she then added, I just feel that is where my father is. The third daughter was very quiet, but when she spoke, it was always a revelation of truth to me, simply and plainly stated in the most unexpected of times. And so I knew instantly what she said was the truth. I knew my love was in trouble. I also knew that I should not go after him if I was to honor his wishes. But I had to find him. This was the first time I decided to go against my love and take matters into my own hands. Travel in Spirit after three days of meditation, prayer, fasting, and sea salt baths to empower and strengthen my energy field, I felt ready for my journey. I was going to travel in spirit to the dark island. I went into a deep trance as the sun set on the third night after my final sea salt bath. In the manner that I had been taught by the women of the Divine Feminine Order, I began to will myself within my own energy field above my body. Traveling in spirit, I called in the force field of light to sustain and protect me. And once I was fully ascended, I checked the bright silver cord that connected my spirit body to my physical body. It was firmly intact. I then saw another cord of light emanating from my body, and I knew this was the cord between my love and me. By following the cord, I would find him. And that is exactly what happened. At the other end of the cord of light was my love on the dark island, exactly where our daughter said he was. Looking down toward the dark island, I saw him. He was not alone. I wanted to turn away, but I could not. A woman was on top of him. They appeared to be in some sort of sexual contact. It was hazy all around them, making it very difficult to see clearly. His face was blocked from me. I can say only now that I ignored my gut feeling that something was actually wrong and that my love was in danger and needed my help. I could not see that the dark ones were surrounding him and me because I felt so much terror rage, hurt, and jealousy that it filled my entire being. I was blinded by these emotions. It was the most devastating moment of my life. This, of course, is what the Dark Ones wanted all along. In fact, I was so blinded, I was not sure that I could get back to my physical body. <laughs> my force field of light went black. I could see nothing but blackness. Travel in spirit ends abruptly when dark emotions prevail. Luckily, I did make it back safely only because of my guide's close monitoring of me, remembering her words. When you travel in spirit, it is dangerous for your force field to go black. Not only can you see nothing, you will travel among dark spirits through the magnet of your energy field, which attracts the same as it puts out. If you are driven by fear and terror and love does not dominate, 
you will bring darkness to you. I can help you if this happens, but it is not always successful if your will is not in agreement. When I arrived back to my body, I was shaking uncontrollably. Could this be real? Is my love an imposter and really just a dark one? Was I tricked? Is he just having an affair? The great shutdown. My heart was pounding. I thought I might be having a heart attack. I felt alone now. I was sickened. Men cannot be trusted. Men are liars. I cannot depend on anyone. Everything I thought was real is not. I cannot trust my feelings. My children can only count on me. I will never love a man again. These were now my feelings and core beliefs, like a running saga in my brain that could not be stopped. Everything was different from that point on. The great shutdown had begun. My anger motivated me to be independent and strong, to make it without a man. In fact, I was now an active participant in the women's liberation movement that promoted freedom from male dominance and dependency. I did not know that the resistance to my terror, that my love might not want me, shut down my heart. I lost the awareness of my love now. I closed off completely to my masculine side. I could no longer feel him. I did not know shutting down would put me in great danger. I also did not know that as an active proponent and teacher in the women's liberation movement, I was assisting the dark ones in their agenda to separate all twins. The gap between the feminine and the masculine was their greatest entry point. By keeping twin souls in separation, they could thrive in Atlantis because of the diminishing great love flowing between twins and ultimately all men and women. And now I was actually teaching women to hate men. That is the end of Chapter 1. This has been The Turnaround Time by Liz Grauman Nolan. And my name is Joelle, and I'm the Vibrarian. And thank you for joining for this first stage of these particular pages. And I hope that you'll tune in next week for the next installment of Pages and Stages, The Turnaround Time. Thank you for joining me on the Vibrary Radio Network. Be sure to check out the other great programming that we have on Blog Talk Radio. And in the meantime, I wish you all of the blessings that you can possibly hold to overflowing and that they spill out of your arms into the world that is around you. The light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste.